What's up? What's happening on a misery Tuesday? Doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Is what it is. It's off and show on the Team 980. Always live as well on the free Odyssey app. Uh, back with Anthony Haney. Hope everybody had a Merry Christmas. Uh, Anthony, how, how was your how's your Christmas? Oh, I had a fantastic Christmas. I got everything I wanted. Love you know, to see it. Santa came through this year. Craig. Santa came through for old Anthony Haney. Uh, hey, the, the Chinese food gods came through for me, for me, so that's all that matters. We went out to, to Mama Chang's out in VA, had delicious food. With uh, we, we had a couple of, of, of strays, uh, friends who weren't able, for whatever reason, to go home for Christmas. And so we're like, come on, you're doing a Jewish Christmas. We're going to get Chinese food. Did you and have dumplings? We did have some dumplings. Okay. We had some soup dumplings that were delicious. Um, we had this beef tenderloin dish that was outrageous. We had a uh, Singapore noodle, which I never had before, which is very, very good. It's so much, so much good food. The barbecue pastry, mm, delicious. I'm jealous. Delicious. We got cute videos of our niece opening gifts. It was a great Christmas. Yes. It's a great Christmas. And we got a day off. So, hey! Dun, 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 dun. But we're back at it, which means it is time on the day that we have a show after a Commander's game for first and ten. It's time to get the breakdown started. One, two, three, three. First up, ten observations. Just took it and just boom, put it right on the ground. It's first and ten. Well, you know where we're going to have to start, and that is at the quarterback position. Number one. Fundamentally, nothing has changed. The, the prospect moving forward is still the absolute same that it has been. If there's a quarterback in the upcoming 2024 NFL draft that you are able to take that it, you think is going to be better than Sam Howell, and especially demonstratively better than Sam Howell, you should take that quarterback. However, what is happening before our eyes right now is the bar for better than Sam Howell is dropping through the floor. And I think this is something that we are going to spend weeks and weeks trying to unwind and unfurl as people start to talk and say more after the season. Stories will inevitably come out. People talking behind the scenes, willing to say things they weren't willing to say during the season about the choices that Eric Bieniemy and Ron Rivera have made about how they have employed Sam Howell this season. However, right now, within the context of what we're looking at, Sam is playing horrendous football and are there things from a play calling and a game plan standpoint that I wish were different sure but uh at the end of the day and by the way is he had some bad luck yeah 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 but he's just playing bad ball and it's we're on a month straight of this and at some point you have to take a look at all of the factors and you go okay well that's still true and that hasn't changed and I don't like this and you know, the, the thing that I've been screaming about since they were winning football games, which is a long time ago, about running, not running enough and putting too much on his plate. All those things may still be true, but you evaluate Sam's play within the context of, of like, okay, what are they asking him to do? Does he do it? And he doesn't remotely come close to doing the things that he should be. Seeing things quickly, making accurate throws, getting the ball out of his hands, staying in the pocket when he's supposed to, leaving when he's not. Like, he's just, it, it, he's doing basically everything wrong right now. Um, and then the things he does right, sometimes he, he hits some bad luck. And, you know, you throw a ball across the middle to Curtis Samuel, who's one-on-one -on -one with the linebacker on a choice route. Curtis falls, and the ball goes right to the linebacker. That's not on Sam as the last pass that he ultimately threw on Sunday. But 
it is indicative of the type of stuff that he's been doing the last bunch of weeks. Uh, he can't seem to make or do the right thing. So I, I do think when you talk about moving forward, there's a discussion to be had about if you risk a top three on a quarterback you're not sure of, right? Like, let's say you know Sam's not your guy and you're going to take a quarterback, but if you don't think that quarter, if if Jaden Daniels or whoever winds up being QB3, or let's say that even somehow the Cardinals went out and you wind up at the second pick and you have the chance to take Drake May. If you don't like Drake May, don't take him. Especially if you think Olu Fashanu or Marvin Harrison Jr. or whoever else you could get there is a Hall of Famer. You have ammo to trade back into the back end of the first round or Bo Nix or Michael Penix or one of the guys uh, later on the draft board to fall to you. And so you can be, like, you should take the best player and hope that there is someone in the tier when you get on the board that is a quarterback. But for right now, and we'll spend months talking about that, but Howell looks fundamentally broken. And I think the sacks definitely had a cumulative effect. You just look in his eyes and it doesn't look the same as earlier in the year. He looks shell-shocked. He looks like a man, a young man, who has no confidence. And when you're trying to regain confidence, things like what happened to him early in that game where Curtis Samuel has a drop and then he hits Logan Thomas in the hands, the face mask, and the ball ricochets up and it gets picked, your confidence is going to go right back to hell if if it ever escaped in the first place. And I think one of the things that's worth pointing out is like earlier in the year, Sam was extremely resilient. He'd make mistakes, bad things would happen, he'd take sacks and he'd get right back up and he'd go out and make plays. And he never looked like he was guessing. He always had confidence. But even resilient people can only be resilient for so long. You just get worn down and worn down and worn down. And eventually you become a part of the problem even if you didn't necessarily start there or it was understood that you would start there because you're young. Um, this offensive line, for instance, isn't good. But when we tell you all year that it's far closer to average than it is horrible, and Jacoby comes in and it looks very different, like this is why. Like you watch Sam vacate clean pocket after clean pocket, and you're just like, man, what? Where are you going? One of the the early plays, I don't think it was Logan Thomas pick because that was a design rollout. But, like, one of the early plays where he almost gets picked again uh, on a third down, like, he rolls out and gets blasted, and he had no business leaving the pocket. It was fine. It was clean. There was no pressure. And so he is definitely shook right now. He is definitely not in a good place. And I don't know that there's a lot you can do with that. For instance, the play calling uh, in the game against the Jets. Number two. A good example of like there's good and there's bad, right? And I don't know if you're e- if you're EB what you're supposed to do. Third drive of the game. So you're now down 10 nothing because you've had terrible things happen on the first two drives. But even the first drive, right? They try to get an easy completion. It doesn't work. Samuel drop. They roll out. Okay. You, you hit Logan Thomas in the face mask and the ball gets picked. That's not on EB. Um third drive of the game they got to get him a completion he's got multiple incompletions on the second drive so what do they do they throw a screen to Curtis Samuel great first down they run the ball they get a decent gain they run it again love it they get a big gain Chris Rodriguez breaks a couple tackles and gets up the sideline 
Then you have a drop by John Bates. Uh, Sam drops back again on second down and throws to nowhere. Uh, he is in pass intended for Byron Pringle, who is covered. And then he gets pressured on what would probably be a completion to Curtis Samuel on a double move, but Andrew Wiley gets smoked uh, around the edge. And, like, if you're EB, I can criticize you and say, like, hey, why don't you just keep running it? Or why are you calling all these double moves on third and seven, uh, all these long developing routes and not giving Sam more outlets underneath? But if you can't trust your tight ends to catch the football and you can't trust your quarterback to check it down, I don't know what you do. Because then on the next drive, they go screen again. First down, excellent. Run, gets a moderate gain. They get a quick game completion. Now it's third and three, and they run a shallow cross to Terry McLaurin, and he gets hit early. They don't call P.I., and you punt again. Like, in this game, I think EB did a somewhat better job than he has done all year. Uh, with not necessarily all year, but like it kind of shows you the the predicament, right? I would run the football more. I would do more of the screen game, more of the design stuff, less the decision making. But it's not like they do none of it. Like, and, and I think that's why when Jacoby gets into the game, it the offense starts to flow is because some of the quick games, some of the hey, look downfield. If it's not there, immediately check it down. Like, get the ball out. Don't run, don't extend plays by running out of the pocket extend plays by getting the ball to a check down quickly. Like that stuff starts to happen with Brissett and then it allows you to get more into the run game and get to some of the play action stuff, get in better places. And I just wonder if some of that is going to be, you know, Brissett sees over the line better, like all the stuff that we've kind of hinted at all year as potential issues when the stuff has popped up. Like, is it that? Or is Sam shaken? Is he fundamentally broken? And that's what we're going to have to talk about you know, and it, this next GM is going to have to evaluate is, is this kid fundamentally broken or is this kid shaken so bad this year that an offseason uh, will be able to fix it and a new system that doesn't put nearly as much on him and far more plays to his strength than the things that he does well. However, that gets us to the last thing we'll do in this first part of first Number and ten, three, which is that Jacoby Brissett should start next week. Um, I have no reservations. I have no doubt about this. I think that Jacoby should start week 17 and Sam should start week 18. Almost no matter how it goes for Jacoby. If Jacoby goes out and plays great, like, sorry, man, you knew you knew what you signed up for. We want to give Sam one more start. Um, but if Jacoby plays, I mean, that's a more complicated discussion. If Jacoby plays average or plays poorly, then it's pretty easy to go back to Sam. But Sam needs a week off. Like, he needs to fully su- shut it down, fully reset, this Niners defense is incredibly tough. Not that Dallas isn't. But if you if he plays again, you can't bench him again and ever go back to him until next season. So he's he's done. He's he's straight up done. If you do it in the last game against Dallas, he's done, but who cares? The season is over. No longer your problem. No longer his problem, frankly. I mean, it is because the next regime is far less likely to, to pick up on him. But I, I think that Given two games left, given the way things have gone, given how Jacoby has played, you owe it to Jacoby, you owe it to the offense, and frankly, for his own safety, you owe it to Sam to take him off the field right now. He's not in a space. I'm not saying like he's weak or soft mentally or anything like that. Like Mentally, he can't process it right now. He can't do the job right now. He needs a, a hard, cold reset, and so give it to him. I would, I would not start Sam Howell next week. Ron Rivera declined to name a starter today. We'll talk about that more 
coming up. And obviously tomorrow, uh, probably at his 4 o'clock press conference on our show, he will reveal who the starter is against San Francisco. The back half of first and 10 next. It's the Hoffman Show on the Team 980. Always live as well on the free Odyssey app.